lot of people struggle with this question and struggle with the idea of like, what is a trauma bond? What does it actually look like? How is it there in your life on a daily basis? A lot of times people don't realize that they're stuck in a trauma bond. They're stuck in a toxic relationship for a long period of time. And until they start to realize what they're actually in is a trauma bond, they'll never get out. I want you to kind of think through the idea that a trauma bond is this concept. A trauma bond is this idea where you're stuck with your abuser. You're stuck with your captor. Now, this could be along the lines of you looking like Stockholm Syndrome, of like being stuck with an abuser, like wanting this person, like thinking about this person, all different pieces about it. At the end of the day, you might be at a place where you've been with a narcissist and you're like, wait a second, like, I don't know. Am I in a trauma bond? Like, what is actually happening? You feel like you're at peace because the person isn't actively in your life, but it doesn't feel peaceful because you're still getting abused, because they're still coming back into your life, because you're still ruminating, you're still thinking about them. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I want to talk to you today for a, couple, for a couple minutes just going through and giving you some examples about the trauma bond, about what it actually looks like, okay? Trying some new stuff today, so technology, bear with me. I think we got the audio stuff fixed yesterday. Uh, hopefully, we got it fixed now. Uh, we'll kind of go and we'll kind of see what we got piece by piece, okay? But wanted to give you this concept and this idea about the trauma bond, okay? When we talk about a trauma bond, I wanted to put out here that when we talk trauma bond, the thing that's actually happening with the trauma bond, first off, is you're getting locked in this idea of hope and potential, okay? Hope and potential that this other person is going to change, that this other person is going to get better, this other person is going to modify or do something different. When in reality, it's just all the same. It's the same exact thing that you've been going through day in, day out. Okay. You have this hope. Maybe he'll figure it out. Maybe he'll change. Maybe there's hope that he's got it under control, that he'll, this is just a period of time. Like maybe it's just bad communication. Maybe it's just stress and he'll eventually figure this out. There's this hope and potential that kind of plays here for a little bit. Then you have the aspect of a cognitive dissonance. And with cognitive dissonance, the, the best way to be able to describe it, I'm all flip writing, so just ignore it. Best way to be able to describe it is I want you to kind of consider a person that's like standing here and has two opposing thoughts. Like, do I believe this or do I believe that? Like, do I believe this person's actions or their words? With cognitive dissonance, it leaves you in this like limbo land of like, I don't know what to actually believe. I don't know what to actually think in the moment. Like, do you guys resonate with this? Like, have you guys been at the spot where you're like, wait a second, like, I don't know what's actually true. Like, do I believe this thought or do I believe another one? This is what cognitive dissonance is. And put in the chat if you guys have experienced cognitive dissonance before, if you've seen this, where you're like, do I believe his words? Or do I believe his actions? Or it might be where you're stuck at the place where you're like, it's not even about believing him at this point, but it's more like, I don't know which decision to make. Like, I don't know, should I make this decision and have him yell at me? Or should I make this decision and get silent treatment? Which one is it? A lot of those people are stuck in this idea of cognitive distance. They don't know which decision, which direction to be able to go. Because it's like this. 
It's like, do I believe the words or do I believe the actions? The other thing that makes up inside the trauma bond is intermittent reinforcement. When we talk through intermittent reinforcement, I want you to think of it being like this. It's the highs and the lows in the relationship. It's the thing that's like, oh, it was really good, and then it was really bad. There was great times, and then there was awful times. And it goes back and forth. You're like, I don't know what to actually believe, and you get used to it. Like You get stuck in this aspect of like, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe it was okay. You start to think, illuminate, and think like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And the highs becomes these great moments. The lows are like, eh, it's just a little bit, and then it gets back up. Okay? This is what happens over and over and over. As you start dealing with the trombone, you deal with the hope and potential. You deal with the cognitive dissonance. You deal with the intermittent reinforcement. All of together to be the cocktail called the trombone. The cocktail that gets you stuck for a long period of time. That leaves you tied to another person, feeling almost like an addiction and like a pull going back to this person every single time. Have you experienced that? Are you living in that? I've done a couple of videos and I've talked to people about there's another aspect that not everything is going to fix it, right? You might have already tried a bunch of things. You might have already tried going to therapy. You might have already tried working on different aspects to try to fix the problem, but it's still there. You still have the rumination, you still have the pull, you still have the feelings for this person. It's okay if you love them. We need to understand like there has to be a difference that's going to come about from you understanding your value, your worth. Just because he treated you like shit doesn't mean that you are shit, but you'll feel that and you'll start to internalize that thinking that there's something wrong with you. Really quick, we've noticed a couple of things that do not fix the trauma bond. Number one is time. Time does not heal all wounds especially when you're dealing with a trauma, narcissistic abuse, all this different stuff that ties it up. If you just go away from this person for a long period of time, it will not fix you. It will not get the trauma bond fixed at all, okay? Also, no contact. No contact is helpful and, and is especially prevalent for you in the relationship because it gives you space, gives you capacity to heal, but it does not fix you. You still have to work on the healing and changing process. And then we've also done number three, knowledge. Knowledge doesn't fix it either. We've seen people stuck for a long period of time that know the word, that know the terminology. And at the end of the day, they're still stuck. Is that you today? Are you stuck in a trauma bond? We have an amazing program that helps with this called the Clarity Challenge. It walks you through a 45-day process to be able to break free, to be able to get to the place where you can actually break free from the toxic relationship. How we go through this and how we deal with the trauma bond. So someone just asked, how do you fix the trauma bond? How we focus on fixing the trauma bond is dealing with your triggers. Okay. Now, what do I mean by that? Inside the aspect of the trauma bond, you've got this piece that every single day you're getting triggered. And so if we can go in and we can help you actually fix those triggers so that you're actually in control versus just letting this trigger play out, that's how we actually start to fix it. Okay. But we have to be able to go in and be able to work on dealing with the triggers, dealing with the thing that is actually keeping you stuck for a long period of time. How we actually do that is dealing with the triggers. Now, going into the triggers, they're underneath the triggers is this concept, is this idea of there's a story that you're telling yourself. Okay? You start to get a trigger and you start to tell yourself a different version of reality. It wasn't that bad. And maybe it was me all different pieces of it that start to make you want 
considered different aspects that aren't actually true. So we work to help you actually get below the surface and rewire your mindset, change the mindset of what's going on. I see a question there. What are some examples of triggers? Great question. Examples of triggers can be literally anything. So let's think you're driving and you see his car or you see a car that looks like his and it puts you in an emotional state, fight, flight, or freeze. Like you're like, ah, and it like messes up with your day. It could be getting a simple text message and you get triggered. Like there's an emotional response that happens when you get a text message, even if it's not from him. There could be triggers of how someone talks, of how someone stands, of how someone interacts. There could be triggers when you listen to music and you get triggered back into that emotional state. There's all different types and you're going to have everyone is inundated with triggers, especially if you've been with a toxic person. If you've been with a narcissist, you have tons of triggers. Until we actually work on solving the triggers and helping you actually work through and rewire that process, they're always going to control you. They're always going to function in a way that has a power over you. So we do a process called rewiring. Okay. Now, you might have heard the aspect versus uh, rewriting. Narcissists rewrite history. Okay. And when narcissists do this, what they do is they take something that was true and they convert it into something that was false. Well, you cheated on me. No, I didn't cheat on you. Like they switch it completely around. Okay. What was true is now false. Narcissus rewrites. This is how they gaslight you. That didn't happen. That didn't actually exist. Okay. And then you have us where we try to actually help you rewire. When we rewire, what we're doing is we're going back and we're working through the stuff that he put on you, that you started putting on you, all different types. We take the stuff that was false and then we work on converting it back to true. This looks the same for your limiting beliefs. This looks the same for the stories you tell yourself. This looks the same as the lies that you believed being with this toxic person. This is the whole goal that we're trying to do is help you rewire the mindset, change the mindset. This is what breaks the trauma bond, the truth, the facts of the situation. You can do that anytime today. You can send us a message. You can go to claritychallenge.net and we walk you through step-by-step -step process. It is a 45-day challenge. Some people the other day were like, why is it so long? Because it takes a process to be able to help you get to the place where you can see and understand the truth.